in the sky, gazing far into the night. I raise my hand to the fire, but it's no use, cause you can't stop it from shining through. It's true, baby, let the light shine through. If you believe it's true, baby, won't you let the light shine through? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Thursday's Theology Podcast. I am my name. I am the uh, <laughs> words. <laughs> you want to start over? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> False start. Um, my name is Jeff. I'm your host. I am joined uh, this week by my lovely wife, Chrissy, and we are in the midst of well, and I guess Christmas, but also Christmas wrap up and. Just figuring out what Christmas has meant to both of us, and um, we started talking about it in our uh, vlog episode, talking about Santa versus Jesus, and we were talking about American Christmas and Christian Christmas, and where there's some similarities and where there's some differences, but this podcast is just an opportunity for us to expand on some of the ideas that we started in in the vlog episode, and uh, where I wanted to start, Chrissy, is actually a continuation of something that you said in the episode, and that is, uh, you think Santa wins. Uh, in a lot of cases. So I just wanted to ask you to expand on that a little bit. Sure. So yeah, I think this year I have just had a lot of thoughts thinking about the whole Christmas season and where my energy and attention has often been. And this year, I like as the Advent season started, which is kind of the month or so leading up to Christmas, um, I was thinking a lot about like, actually thinking about Jesus and um, like the nativity story and Jesus' birth and just all that kind of is signified in that. And I'm like, wow, when I think about Christmas, that's usually not actually the central focus of mm-hmm. a lot of my attention mm-hmm. and energy. And so this year, like I spent a lot of time or Maybe not a lot of time, but I tried to be more intentional of noticing when I was getting wrapped up in American Christmas. (laughs) Wrapped up. (laughs) (laughs) No pun intended. Wow. Um, And kind of letting myself let go of that a little bit and not get so worked up um, in kind of the frenzy of the Christmas season to let myself really be more present and focused um more on jesus and the significance of his birth and coming and all of that right so you just mentioned that jesus is not often the central focus and i think that kind of goes back to just a metaphor that i've been thinking about throughout this advent season and that is um when it gets to be christmas time we're celebrating the birth of christ so for the for the sake of this metaphor it's getting ready to celebrate jesus's birthday right Mm -hmm. um but I think so often we focus on getting gifts for other people that we forget to actually bring our gifts before Christ. Um, and I think that that's a big problem because imagine imagine this. Imagine you're throwing yourself a birthday party and everybody shows up, which is great, but everybody's just like looking at their clock and just like, yeah, we can be here for five minutes, but we have someplace else to be. Like we have to give ourselves gifts, you know? And like that might be a... a <laughs> A crude, harsh, a harsh <laughs> metaphor, but I, I think there's a lot of mentality out there that that kind of lines up with that. You know, um, we talked a little bit about this in the vlog episode, but 
Um, just the idea of planning Christmas services around uh, people's dinners and people's opening presents. And we covered a little bit about the fact that there's nothing necessarily wrong with that because the church offers a service for people and a service should not be burdensome. It shouldn't require you to miss uh, something that like is significant and, and meaningful. But I think um, so much, I think echoing what you said, I think more goes into the planning of Christmas dinner and Christmas Eve and uh, presents and stuff like that than there does to actually preparing yourself to celebrate the birth of Christ. That's possible. I think too, and maybe where I resonate with what you're saying about like kind of Christmas or Christmas Eve or Christmas Day services kind of getting glossed over um, is that sense of feeling rushed Mm. um, and not really giving ourselves the space or capacity to really engage in a Christmas service and um, be impacted by it and really, really enter into this time of remembrance and longing and um, celebration. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Because I think, yeah, I I just think that... um, the Advent season is is very much like Lent. And for those of you who don't know what Lent is, Lent is the 40 days leading up to uh, Easter. And essentially, it's been an ancient practice in, in the church to give something up for Lent. So you give up something substantial for 40 days. Uh, now, if you're a student who's in junior high and high school, the joke is always like, oh, I'm going to give up homework for Lent, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> there, there's always, like, so many, like, bad Lent jokes uh, when, the, when the season rolls around. But... Um, I think a lot of people treat Easter and Christmas as kind of uh, the services you go to and you experience and then, you know, you've filled up your Jesus meter for the year and you're good to go, you know. So that's, I mean, that's another can of worms into itself. <laughs> yeah. um, but the the point that I'm trying to make uh, is, is that the Advent season is supposed to be a time of preparing yourself for the celebration of, of Jesus' birth, you know, preparing yourself to... Um, just think about the the love and the joy and the hope that is all wrapped up in the birth of Christ. Same thing with Lent. It's supposed to be a season of reflection and mourning, looking forward to the fact that Jesus is going to the cross. But we kind of gloss over that. We kind of gloss over the need to wait. And I think this is actually a great um, segue into talking about American Christmas versus Christian Christmas and the idea of waiting and longing. And And you've made some really, really interesting points about this idea of Advent being longing and uh, patience and, and stuff like that. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so like, I don't know, we, <laughs> I don't think I was intending this episode to go into Advent, but we haven't really talked about it. So Advent is like meant to be looking at the coming of Christ, both the first coming in his birth mm-hmm. and second coming, which is yet to come Mm -hmm. and so it's meant to be this season of waiting and anticipation for christ Mm -hmm. um and so um i think often like i've like heard about advent here and there or like kind of advent has kind of just been a sunday thing but i think for me especially this year just in current state of our world Mm -hmm. and lots of things going on I think there's been this sense of discord of like 
things are not right. Things are not mm. the way they should be. And so for me, that has made the Advent season a lot more significant because it's sitting in that space of like wanting things to be better, wanting to believe in a better world, um, but recognizing that things are so broken and that's why we need Jesus. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And I think that that's a really, really important point because I think in celebrating American Christmas, we it, it's weird. There's this, there's this weird juxtaposition with how we celebrate American Christmas. And what I mean by that is the Christmas season starts, well, depending on who you ask, you know, right after Halloween or you know, <laughs> after Thanksgiving. But the whole point is, is that we're trying to extend Christmas out more and more. I think the purpose of that is so that people have more time to shop. <laughs> um, but this idea of American Christmas is, is that we, we can't wait for it to happen. We, we, you know, we, um, rush through it. We want instant gratification. We want to buy the best and biggest and brightest presents and all this stuff and all this consumerist mentality. But I also think that it has a negative impact on how we view the, the church and, and the coming of Christ, because we, we look so forward to celebrating Christmas, the Christmas day that Advent Sunday is, or Advent Sundays, I should say, mm-hmm. are just kind of glossed over. It's just like, oh, you know, we've lit the first candle or the second candle or the third candle, but wait till we light that center candle because that center candle is great. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, the, in Christian tradition, there's this thing called the Advent wreath. And you have, um, Advent is the four Sundays leading up to Christmas. And each uh, Sunday you light a different candle and each candle represents a different thing. Hope, love, joy, peace and then the center candle when you light on christmas eve or christmas day depending on what your church does um the center candle is the christ candle so it's supposed to signify that you know after this waiting that all candles are are lit and the center candle is is lit and it's you know christ is here you know um so anyway that's what the advent wreath is um but yeah this this weird juxtaposition in american christianity where so much emphasis is placed on the um day of and we spend so much time shopping and preparing for it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's this weird, like, hurry up and wait. We can't wait. Um, but I want to buy myself a little something right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like there is kind of, like, a lot of similar sentiment going on. Because it's, like, it's, it is this buildup to this big celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I do very much believe, like, that's something that both, holidays or one holiday however you want to look at it like has in common is like it's meant to be a celebration it's meant to be meaningful time where you um embrace like those you love and it is filled with hope and joy and love and peace like that's fine like that can overlap into american christmas i think um the harder part is like I think American Christmas, we can often kind of try and jump over all those feelings of waiting, kind of like you were saying, of like, I'm just going to buy these things and make it feel like Christmas now um, kind of stuff. And really all it's leading to is, this sounds really grinchy of me, um, (laughs) but like very superficial joy and celebration Mm -hmm. and gratification Mm -hmm. um, where I think... I'm learning with Advent, like the more I let myself sit in that discord also makes the actual celebration of Jesus like 
more significant mm-hmm. because I'm recognizing how much we actually need it. Yeah. So there's a couple things I want to touch on. Um, first, I want to, from what you were just saying, would you say then that American Christmas has desensitized us to uh, joy and and love and what the Christmas season is supposed to embody? I mean, it's possible. <laughs> that's one aspect for <laughs> right. sure. Right. Because yeah, it's we're... just it's like it's a whole like distraction and frenzy and right. Um, at least for me, like it becomes way more stressful. <laughs> sure. Um, but it's also like my focus isn't even on the right things. Sure. The other day you were telling me about because you you use the phrase I it sounds very Grinchy. Yeah. Um, and the other day you were telling me about uh, how. Jim Carrey's The Grinch is one of your favorite Christmas movies, right? It is. It really is. So, a lot of people see The Grinch as, like, the villain of the story. And, you know, of course, he... Spoilers. He he becomes, you know, part of the, the Who people. And, like, he... Um, his heart grows three times... Two times its size. And, you know, it has a happy ending. But for the majority of the story, he's the villain. But you had a very interesting viewpoint on The Grinch's story. So, so talk to us a little bit. Especially yeah. focusing in on Jim Carrey's portrayal of the Grinch. Yeah, because I think, like, in general, the story of the Grinch is supposed to be, like, the Grinch hates Christmas and tries to steal it and whatever. But in the Jim Carrey version of the movie, like, I feel like the Grinch is the one who initially makes the point about how the Who's are in this huge frenzy of, like, buying all these things that, like, two weeks later end up in the dump. Mm -hmm. Um, Which then, like... The Grinch, like, repurposes and does a lot of cool stuff with. Um, <laughs> again, I never realized how much I thought The Grinch was a hero. Wow. Um, but I think, I mean, part of that, too, I think, for me, comes from, like, I, like, I've had a harder time with gift-giving, and gift-giving's, like, a huge thing in um, your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I love gifts in the sense of, like, when I see something that's like really good for someone or that makes me think of someone, then I'm like, oh yeah, I totally want to get that for them. But that's like any time of the year, just sure. like randomly. Right. But when there's like pressure to like get everyone something and like just giving gifts because that's what we do in this season, like that's just, it's really hard on me. And so I've always felt a little like grinchy, I guess, around Christmas. Right. Um, Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, but, um, I guess. Um, but, like, I don't want to be that, like, one person's, like, shame on you, like, so consumeristic. Like. But, no, I, I think that's a valid point to make, though, because I think we don't have enough of those, um, especially in the church, because we, we can get so caught up in in, uh, in just celebrating and stuff like that that I think we can really forget what this season is truly about. So all that to say, I, I don't think... It's a bad thing to be a Grinch, and in fact, I think that there's not enough Grinchiness in the church, which might sound like a weird thing to say, because again, we have this mentality that the Grinch is is the evil person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're exactly right, because uh, in Jim Carrey's portrayal of the Grinch, it's very interesting to see how he calls out the Who's mm-hmm. uh, in their um, over-consumeristic mentality. I mean, you can. Eat, I get stressed out watching the very beginning of that because of mm. how many people are like around, like shopping and, oh and the frenzy and stuff yeah. like that. Um, now, the second thing I wanted to get back to and touch upon what you said is I think that there is a really interesting point to be made with what you were saying. Um, and that is, I think we can go overboard 
We will talk about my family. Don't worry. I'm not trying to avoid that. <laughs> um, I think we can go overboard in our joy and our consumerism in to this to the extent that we numb or neglect or refuse to to feel the the angst the the pain the lament the sorrow that a lot of this season can bring as well um like you said earlier with just how much is going on in our culture and just the dividedness of of our politics and and uh, something that's been on my heart a lot lately is just the, uh, the immigration issue and and how polarizing that is and um, so I think that with Christmas, we can kind of like gloss over a lot of pain. It's like, oh no, it's Christmas. Let's just, you know, wait till the new year to talk about that. We'll, we'll just, you know, get through, uh, let's, let's celebrate Christmas. Let's, uh, um, give each other gifts and then we'll deal with that. But the reality is, is our world is filled with pain and, and hurt and sorrow and lament and fear and anger and all those things. And I think that when we go all out for American Christmas we can neglect to acknowledge the fact that there are people for whom Christmas is not a good time of year. Christmas is not a, a nice time, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like, it's almost like a, like, put on a happy face, just like, let's have one good day. Um, and, like, for some people, maybe that's what you need. Um, but I think it's almost like this overall kind of, like we're all just trying to distract ourselves so that we don't have to look at the ugly thing in the room, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but... We just put some tinsel I mean, on it. It's, it's hard because, like, I, again, don't want to be, like, the downer, like, the more cynical one at Christmas. And so it, it is finding a balance, which I think is why, like, I'm, I'm realizing the power of Advent mm. um, because it is giving ourselves space to kind of pause and recognize both the the longing and the need but also that it's all ultimately fulfilled in christ right and i think too that advent is is kind of a a a strange season because i think you mentioned it earlier but it's it's celebrating the the birth of christ but it's also looking forward and longing for this the second Mm -hmm. uh second coming of Christ, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that it's weird because we, we celebrate something that's already happened, but we're also eagerly anticipating something yet to happen, mm-hmm. you know? And that's kind of the weird tension that you find yourself in. Now, I might be completely, like, out of bounds here in terms of, like, understanding or... Because I've heard you use this phrase before, <laughs> and I, I want to know if I'm using it correctly. Is this, like, a liminal space? <laughs> oh gosh, that's another can of worms because I love talking about liminality. Um, but in some ways, yes, because there it's it's an in-between. It, there is a not knowing um, entirely what's next. And it's the recognition of being in a transformational process. Mm. Um, I think, I mean, there are more specific or more narrow views of liminality in like that specific space but i think in broader terms like we could say the entire world is in a liminal space until christ comes again Mm, yeah so for those who have never heard the term liminal space how would you define it like i know you talked about like this in between like now and not yet but like what would be a definition you could give somebody 
<laughs> Again, I don't know if I can come up with a clear, succinct definition, but for me, liminality speaks to an in-between space um, where you've kind of crossed, crossed a threshold of leaving what you've known um, or what was, and you're not quite in what's next. So it's that in-between space where everything's kind of up in the air. You don't know where things are going to land. Um, there is a lot of <laughs> anticipation and expectation and um, also confusion and fear and um, uncertainty. Um, so it's a really weird space that can be full of really scary emotions, but also really exciting and hopeful emotion. So... I'm going to take that extremely well thought out and well stated definition <laughs> and put it into a youth pastor metaphor. Sure. <laughs> so what I'm hearing then is that the liminal space is the awkward middle school years. <laughs> I mean, some, yeah, you're no longer a kid. You're um, not yet some, an adult. Not yet adult. Also, there's like that weird, like not kid, but not teenager. Like it's the preteen right. phase that's right. even like. Yeah. Right. It's that right in between. Right. And as you can tell, you know, <laughs> I, I do think, like, I think with a youth faster brain. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, no, I appreciate you sharing that because I think that the liminal space is something that um, American Christmas doesn't like because we, we like everything wrapped up in a neat little bow and everything to fit in its box and everything to, to be labeled and neat and perfect and pristine. But, like, the, the reality is, is that none of it is like that you know mm -hmm. the i mean not to burst anybody's christmas spirit but hallmark channel christmas holidays don't often happen you know mm -hmm. like the idea of like you know a a vermont ski lodge and you're there with a roaring fire and there's a gentle snowfall just as it hits midnight on christmas oh. day you know that's not <laughs> that's not that's a lie you know that that doesn't happen and we have to uh, work at living in the reality of what Christmas is versus living in the idealized Christmas. Um, so yeah, I said we would talk about my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's talk about my family. <laughs> we mentioned in the vlog episode that with uh, presents and stuff like that, um, that is a huge part of my family's Christmas tradition is is gift giving, and part of it I think is just my family dynamic, but another part of it um, is is that it is very much in line with um, some of my family's love languages. And we, we kind of talked about this a little bit in the vlog, but for, for those of you who, who haven't watched it yet, <laughs> hint, you should go watch it. Um, but for those of you who haven't watched it yet, basically what love languages are is they are uh, ways, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Chrissy, but they are ways in which you express love and ways in which you receive love. And mm -hmm. gift giving is one of those love languages. So if you have the gift of giving love language, uh, as a giver, that means you express some your love for somebody by giving them gifts. If you have it as a like how you receive and and hear love, is you feel loved when people get you gifts, right? So, all, all that to say, the reason I say that is because I think there's several people in my family that do have gift giving love languages. Um, I think of my mom and my uncle, for for instance. They are very. They, they love to be able to shop for people. They love to be able to think about people and, and pick things up. Um, in fact, the whole um, 
inspiration for this this vlog episode and also this podcast episode comes from a game that my mom thought of me when she saw it <laughs> and wanted to get, you mm-hmm. know? So there is an aspect of gift giving that is tied into some, how somebody expresses love. So I, I, I want to make sure that we um, hear that because I think we can all, we can very much get caught up in like, oh, well, it's just all consumerism and it's all bad, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, and yeah, of course, like lots of... Um, grace and love for like those who that is their um love language um for me it's really hard I think because like it's neither my giving love language or receiving love language right um like that that's just not how I feel most loved or feel like I can give most love um and so it's been a huge learning curve for me um and at the same time, like I, I am, so I'm learning the value in it, um, and trying not to be like on the full far end of the spectrum, like cynical, um, about it because I do, I do see there's so much, um, thought and care, um, put into so many gifts that I've received from you and from your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, we've just experienced that at a number of different points and it's just regardless of if it's Christmas or not, you know, uh, Thanksgiving, we're sent home with, you know, tons of food, um, Christmas, Easter, all, all these holidays, like we, we do feel loved by both of our parents giving us, uh, presents and gifts, you know? Um, however, I, I do have to say that there is also a negative application of that and thinking that, um, presence can take the place of I don't I don't want to say affection but like presence can like make up for shortcomings or or failures or you know like oh if I just give this person enough presence then somehow that'll like repair the relationship you know does that make sense mm-hmm. okay cool yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know cool good um, talk <laughs> bringing this back to Christmas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um I think, I think it's hard because I think initially I started off kind of on the end of like all the gifts. It's just too much crazy consumerism. Like I don't really want to be a part of that. Just like donate somewhere in my name. Mm. (laughs) Um, And I think I've kind of come around to more of a space of like, no, it's still possible to give meaningful gifts. And this is a way that we show care and love to one another and um, celebrate our relationships together during this season. And so, like, I don't know, in some regard, like, I've let go of the, like, feeling the need to just buy things for the sake of Mm. it being the season that we buy things for people. Right. Um, but also still in that space of wanting to give myself the time to find meaningful things for the people that we love. Yes, and I think um, what I've really appreciated about, the, especially the last couple Christmases with with our family, is is that you and I have practiced um, um, what's it called? Restraint. Yeah, restraint <laughs> or uh, yeah, restraint. We've toned um, it down a notch. Right. Instead of having to buy a lot of things for a lot of people, we've we've really been focusing on moderation. There, there we go. Yeah. Being being moderate in what we get, like saying like okay. Because, okay, um, 
for, for you listeners. <laughs> uh, tradition in my family is, is we normally draw names from a hat, and whoever name we draw, we that's the person we buy gifts for. Now, that doesn't always mean that's the only person you buy gifts for. It just means that the the thrust of your gift buying energy and monetary resources goes to that person. Um, so we try to buy like something small for, for everybody. Um, but only a few years ago, um, especially when we first got married, that first Christmas was like, oh, we got to spend so much money on, on people and make sure they have a good Christmas and stuff like that. But over the years, um, Chrissy's been a really, really positive influence on me to, to really hone that in and, and be more moderate in that because I don't think it's, you, you cannot, um, what am I trying to say? I don't think you can adequately express your love for somebody by just giving them gifts. I think it's in your actions. I think it's in your words. Um, and gifts can be a, a um, extension of that. But if you're relying on gifts just for the purpose of expressing love, then I don't think that you're quite understanding the gift-giving love language, you know? I think, too, like, I think we've just gotten a space of remembering that it's not about how many gifts there are. Um, and there have definitely been years where it's like, okay, maybe this is too many. We can all, like, tone it down a notch. <laughs> right, um, right. But it's, it's really um, leaning into kind of the thought and sentiment behind gifts. Right. And being really intentional. Um and how we care for one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's um, exactly right. Because I think uh, over the years, I've begun to realize more and more that um, gift giving is is an extension of our expression of love. But it should not be the, the central driving force. And I think I've realized that more and more over the years, uh, especially now living away from home and going back home and experiencing Christmas. It's more... For me, at least, about just having that time with with family, you know, having that time to where we're all in one place for for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I say a little while, like you know, like oh yeah, you know, an hour or two. Like no, yeah, gift giving in my family. What was it last? Like no, it was like two or three years ago that it was like the longest. I think it was like <laughs> it's an all day affair. <laughs> yeah, I think we were opening gifts because the way we do it is like instead of everybody going for just theirs and you know tearing open the packaging and stuff like that we deliberately do one at a time and we wait until that person unwraps to see what they get they can say thank you and stuff like that and then we go on um so our gift giving ceremony there was like i think 10 or 11 of us that day it's like five and a half hours i think oh my gosh yeah it was rough we had to take an intermission (laughs) um but but yeah um the time spent with people, the time, the quality time, the the look on their face when you they open a gift from you, it, all of that it goes to make a very very meaningful time. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think if it if it ever becomes just about the presents, just about what we got and how a great of a deal we got, or you know, um, what present's gonna blow everybody else away. Um, I think if it ever becomes just about that, then you're completely missing the point of what Christmas is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, at least American Christmas, I should say. <laughs> I was going to say, all of this still, though, is American Christmas. But right. I think I'm learning that it's not an entirely bad holiday right. in of itself. It's just recognizing and admitting that it is 
a thing of its own and that's okay like there can still be a lot of purpose and meaning yes um to it and i think for for us to just understanding the the role of advent and christian christmas really influences the way we think about american christmas yes. um because i think that when we when we know that everything that we have every good gift comes from god which is what the scriptures say uh so every good thing does come as a in the form of a gift so whether that's time with family, whether that's a good meal, whether that's um, the ability to have the monetary means to buy presents for people, you have to know that that's the baseline for how you gauge your celebration of Christmas, you know? Um, so yeah, if it ever becomes about like, I, I got a Christmas bonus this of this much, let's buy all this for this person, you know? Then that's... I think what I'm trying to say is, is that what it boils down to is... Um, this this challenging question, and that is, if you somehow were to eliminate all of the presents from Christmas, both Christian and 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 uh, American Christmas, would it still be a, a holiday worth celebrating? It's a great question. I mean, I say yes, obviously, oh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think that that can be said for a lot of people. Mm. You know, and that's yeah, that's like a sad when reality. Ask, when you ask a lot of people, what are they most looking forward to about Christmas, or um, what is Christmas about? They're like, presents! Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, going back to Jim Carrey's The Grinch, like, Cindy Lou Who asked that a couple different times. Mm. And, like, her, her dad, I think, says, I, presents, I guess. Right? No, I'm sorry. No, no, that's that's her interaction with uh, The Grinch when The Grinch is stealing the Christmas tree. <laughs> and um, she asks, like, oh, Mr. Grinch, what is what is Christmas all about? And he, he thinks about it for a second. He's like, oh, presents, I guess. You know, and that's that's kind of the mentality of like, like oh, that's what Christmas is about. That is what we are here to celebrate. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So I think like that's kind of what was central to me, really thinking about American Christmas and Jesus Christmas this year, and um, kind of being like, well, what is Christmas about? And I, that still, like kind of feels a little cheesy and like. Sunday school answer, Jesus. Um, but like that's really helped me a lot this year um, and helped me to kind of let, in some regard, actually let go of the cynicism mm. of American Christmas um, mm. because in really leaning into um, the significance of Christian Christmas, I'm also appreciative of the the time with family and mm. the ways we can give meaningful gifts to each other. And, um, it kind of, it shifts the meaning of American Christmas for me. Yeah. Um, so that it's not just presents, presents, presents and shopping, shopping, shopping. And what do I get out of this? And, um, yeah, it's just, it's a different celebration entirely. So maybe now there's three different types of Christmases. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, no, I think that that's an important point because I think, uh, again, when we boil down this, this season to, to presence, we, we miss it entirely. And Christmas is such a special time of season. And I, I, I can't help but think that there's so many people that just completely miss it, um, because they're so focused on, on getting the perfect gift or, finding the perfect gift or travel plans or uh, so many things that we can easily get caught up with, you know? 
and that's not to say that you know they're well they're you know not celebrating the right christmas or whatever but i think it is a journey for everybody to figure out what christmas means to them because mm. i think when we go back to the question like if if we eliminate the presence is christmas something that we would still celebrate you know and going like all the way back to the very beginning of this uh podcast we were talking about the idea of it's jesus's birthday and we're saying like okay we can show up for like five minutes and then we got to go get presents to everybody else you know what if you just show up to Jesus' birthday? Would that be enough? You know? Yeah. So, with that question, that is where I'm going to end this <laughs> this episode. Um, thank you again, Chrissy, for joining us. Uh, Absolutely. Really, really, really appreciate it. Um, and I'm just grateful that you are able to share your what you're learning in this Advent season. Because I think it's an important lesson that we all need to come to terms with at some point. So thank you for joining us. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Uh, My name is Jeff. I'm your host. And uh, yeah, remember, theology doesn't always have to be difficult. It is simply the study of who God is. Take care. We'll see you next time.